Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Way's new anti-frizz cream provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours plus heat production up to 450 degrees. Okay, so I actually tried Way's new anti-frizz cream on live with my community, which is kind of risky, right, to try a new product on live. I put it on my hair, which as you guys know is level 9 million frizzy. And by the time I had got done finishing my glam, because I was doing glam on live, my hair was dry and I was shook to my core at how smooth my hair looked, especially that frizzy top part, you know, in in your part, all those little baby hairs coming through, that frizzy part, that was smooth. So shout out Way for consistently delivering products that actually work and do what they say they're going to do on the bottle. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code MEATINKS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com promo code MEATINKS. Hi guys. Good morning. Welcome back to It's Me Tanks. Hi family. How are you? I'm pre-recording this because I will be busy with fashion week and also I pre-recorded it last week but I'm doing it again I just am doing my thing where I'm having a lot of self-doubt I think it's a perfect storm of a couple of things first of all PMSing so you know brain's just not feeling normal second of all um, fashion week is so exciting and I'm honored 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 to be going I'm seriously so grateful but it's quite anxiety inducing just because it's quite high stakes and it feels like okay you know you you put in all this time and effort and your team works really hard and then you go and I don't know I always get nervous before things that I'm excited for too I don't know if anybody else feels that way you know even when I would go to um, formal events in college I would always get really nervous on the day I have no idea why I, I think I just I've spoken about this before. I have a hard time regulating any emotion. So that's why when I say I feel deeply, it's, you know, it everything just hits me harder, the highs and the lows. And I know a lot of you relate to that. And then the other thing is, 
the Forbes top creator list came out and I was on it and I was freaking out. I mean, I was, it's such an honor beyond, but I honestly, it gave me imposter syndrome in reverse, if that makes sense. Like I have to, I felt like, wow, everything I do needs to be even more perfect now because people are going to be watching. And I just felt like, whoa, I'm in such an incredible company with the people on this list. It's kind of insane. So I've just been feeling like, I need to do it again. I need to pre-record. I need to do it again. And I always feel badly because I make my producers go a bit nuts, but sometimes we all have those moments. I'm trying to just give myself grace. It's, you know, it's one thing to cut yourself slack, but it's, it's like two layers of slack that I'm trying to cut myself. And what I want you guys to do too is like, if you're freaking out, then don't beat on yourself for freaking out. You know, that's a very, very female woman woman thing rather that's the thing that we do we're like I shouldn't be anxious I should be excited and I shouldn't be this and I I should just be happy and I think it was on the live show last week that I was saying that I think it's a roomy quote um you know welcome your thoughts in but don't offer them tea and it's like if you're anxious you're anxious you don't have to explain it in a way that's qualifying right that's what I always try not to do I'm trying to qualify my anxiety and it's like I'm just in a super anxious mood uh just a lot going on a lot of good stuff and and it's it's okay to feel that way but I'm really excited for fashion week and I hope at the time of listening this is it's going well so I have been enjoying rewatching Sex and the City so much and we loved that episode um, that I did a while back that I wanted to do the part two of that today. So basically what I'm going to do is go through some of the concepts, some of the smaller concepts or tropes and some of the bigger ones and see if they still ring true today. Because some of it I watch and I'm like, this is so out of touch. This is so wrong. We need an update. And some of it I I watch back and I'm like, this is a universal truth that we still go through all the time as girls. Uh, So I just, I love it. You know what? We shit on it. People love to hate Carrie, blah, blah, blah. It's such an iconic show. And you know what? Everybody loves it. Like a boy was at my house recently and I had it on in the background and he was just like, I saw him sit down. And he was like, oh, that's Miranda, right? Everyone likes Miranda now. And I was like, yeah, that's right. They love it too. They love it. Um, okay, so I'm going to start with, with. so we're going to go through these these concepts and we're going to see if they're true, untrue, or just outdated. I'm going to start with my favorite one that I still think about to this day. And I've spoken about it with you guys before. Okay, The Scent. So this is an episode where Carrie says, all you need is a date. You need to get a date is another date. Sounds counterintuitive, but bear with us. Basically, she says that when you go on a date, you kind of get this scent on you and then other men can smell it. Obviously, it's not a real scent, at least hopefully not. It's a metaphorical scent. And I believe this to be 100% true. And I say it all the time. And I don't know if you guys know that that's what I'm referring to when I'm like, you got to get the scent on you. You got to get the scent on you. This is why if you're in the mood for dating, if you are actively dating, going on apps, what have you, just go on a date. Even if you're not that jazzed about it, like even if on paper or on phone, rather, if he's on a dating app, he doesn't look 100% your type or maybe, you know, he's got a cringy picture in a SantaCon outfit. Just go on a date with him because it does get the scent on you. 
I also think in my personal life, I don't know if this happens with you guys, there's literally only ever zero boys or like three and a half. And it drives me up the wall, but I think it it rings true with the scent. I'm serious. I'll go for two months without having a crush. And I mean, like, I'm searching for a crush to have and nothing. And then I'll start seeing someone and immediately like three other people come out of the woodwork. It's the scent. It's also because when you're actively searching for a crush, like you really shouldn't do that. Like I I try not to do it, but I'm just so obsessed with having a crush on people that I always want to have one. Um, It's like when you stop looking to have a crush you find one immediately and that's what happened to me in the Hamptons with Mr. Photographer is like I literally went into the night saying I'm done with boys for the summer like I'm gonna have fun with my best friend wig like Adam you know him uh and then immediately found someone I had a crush on so okay so that one is true the scent absolutely true So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool. So you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a little travel secret. The best time to visit Scottsdale, Arizona is actually in the summer. When you summer in Scottsdale, you can stay in five-star resorts for three-star prices and get access to the best Scottsdale has to offer at the best rates. There are so many ways to stay cool while feeling hot in Scottsdale over the summer, including tranquil pool scenes or rowdy pool parties, world-class shopping museums, and art galleries. You guys, I am about to fire up my group chat because I love the idea of going to Scottsdale this summer. I love the idea that we can take it any way we want. We can go to a fancy dinner. We can get rowdy at a pool party. I've heard of the famous pool parties in Scottsdale and I need to experience them because there's nothing I love more than sunshine and a good time. Visit experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks to learn more and start planning your trip. That's experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. Zola has everything you need to plan your wedding in one place, including venue options and all your vendors. Plus, you can design, save the dates and invites, build a free wedding website, create your registry, and stay on track and on budget throughout the entire wedding process with their free planning tools. I have three really good friends getting married this year, and they're all using Zola. And I know because they were telling me about how easy it is and it's just truly a one-stop shop and you know this girl loves efficiency right so my friends were telling me you can do it all in one place what a relief right and I know about Zola because I bought so many gifts on registries via Zola and I just love how easy it is to send gifts keep everything organized everything is like done for you and we absolutely love that start planning at Zola.com That's Z-O-L-A dot com. 
Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling collection of timeless designs perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelets, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Write a love note to yourself or your best friend with beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora. Spell it out with handwritten charms, sparkling stacks, and iconic styles designed for every kind of forever. Pandora jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora, be love. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I personally have been talking to my therapist every single week about my stressful times and just getting everything off my chest, explaining the difficult situation I've been having at work and what has been weighing on me has made me feel one million times better. I really don't know what I would do without her. As you guys know, I talk to her every week. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Tinks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Tinks. Okay, I have a funny one. So there's an episode where Samantha talks about a guy having, and I quote, the funkiest tasting spunk. And then Carrie goes, I'm going to cancel my rice pudding. It's an iconic line. I, I bet I could honestly recite like half of Sex and City. So she tries all this stuff and and people um, people say that pineapple makes semen taste good. They actually say that it makes your your nunny taste good, too. Um, I've actually made a jokey TikTok about that. It's a big thing on TikTok is like, I actually see, um, people all the time be like, oh, I'm going on a date. I'm drinking this quart of pineapple juice. Now, look, I'm not a scientist. I have no idea, but I do think it's funny that that has stayed true this whole time. So whether it's true or not, it's certainly an urban myth. In fact, if there are any gynecologists or doctors out there who would like to get in touch and tell us if pineapple does make semen and vaginas taste more delicious, we would love to know. I happen to love pineapple, so I eat it, you know, without wanting that that outcome, but you know, double whammy. Win some, win some. Okay. Last night I was watching the episode about nipples, and this one I find to be so interesting. So Samantha has a hunch that men are turned on by nipples. And keep in mind, guys, this was filmed in like the 90s. And and they were all like really obsessed with bras in the 90s. And I'm saying I know that most of you probably do wear bras and you're like tanks. You're the only savage who just refuses to wear a bra at any time. But I do feel that now it's far more acceptable to not wear a bra. 
I personally think that my nipples are my greatest asset. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know how much I have them out. Like I live for a tank top and a nipple show. I but they have to be hard like they, they literally have to be hard like I can't have like a little dog-eared nipple like you know that's not the vibe at all they have to be erect and I think they're so hot but anyway in the episode Samantha buys fake nipples online and it's also so funny to hear them talk about like how they order it's a big deal for them to order something online or whatever and they put them in and they go to a bar and they see all these men like looking at their nipples and it's just so hilarious because like they all have nipples why would they need the fake ones but the fake ones are super erect Miranda puts them in and then she you know she does a walk around and then Samantha actually uses them to pick up a guy so I think that it's honestly we've we're more pushed forward now and I do think that it's in part because of free the nipple. Is that a crazy connection to make? Remember that campaign? It was about, you know, basically on Instagram, why can a man show a nipple but a woman can't? I don't really know where Instagram landed on that. I don't think you can show your, your full nipples, although I've I've pushed the boundary with some of my white tank tops. Um, so I think it's in part a nipple thing. And I think that it's in part kind of just in fashion right now to show your nipples. But I hope that it just keeps going. I definitely don't want it to go out. I hope it's not like a trend cycle. I hope that we're now just like fully accepting of nipples. because It's a body part. I personally feel the same way just to take a little side shoot for a second about camel toes. I'll often get questions like, oh, what about like if you get a camel toe or oh, like what if you sweat? Because I wear a lot of like light colored uh, active wear. I couldn't give a shit. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like I have a vagina. I don't think that that's a secret. And also I sweat when I work out. So, I, I, you know, I am saying this from a place of being a little bit older. You know, when I was in my younger years, I do remember being absolutely mortified walking down Union Street in San Francisco post Soul Cycle with like sweat in my like ass crack and my crotch and my little workout sets because I was like, oh my God, like boys can't know that I sweat. And then you if I hit 30 and you're like, I sweat. I've got nipples. I've got a vagina. Like, sorry, this is just how it is. Um, so happy to say that the nipples, uh, the groundwork laid by the nipples episode of Sex and City, that important work has continued. Okay, we're going to switch gears. This is a little bit of a more serious one. This is about age. And they cover age a couple different times in the series. But I think the most poignant comparison is there's an episode called 20 something girls versus 30 something women and the reason that I take umbrage with this episode is because you guys know already why it's really pitting the two sets of women against each other and that's common in the show it's not against the men it's not like oh it's it's offensive that men like like girls that look like little girls or it's offensive that men you know like to trade out their women for younger you know that's not the conversation the conversation is it's the 20 something girls versus the 30 something women like we're at war with each other you know what that is scarcity fucking mindset scarcity mindset to the max so I looked it up and basically big when he marries Natasha Natasha's 25 and big's like 42 I think I looked it up and Carrie's supposed to be 34 so again the whole episode is like oh is Natasha better or cooler than Carrie because she's 25 nobody is is 
questioning why fucking a 25 year old is marrying like a 40 plus year old which again if you have that age gap and you're listening I get it every relationship is different but I do think that like as a 25 year old marrying like a I think he's supposed to be 44 like that to me is quite a large age gap especially with her being 25 because when I was 25 I was a baby and again everybody's different age gaps work uh for some people I like my grandparents were 13 years apart um and what have you but 25 to 44 big big gap big old gap um you know nearly what is that I'm bad at math 17 years yeah um we all have dyslexia in in this room so we're having a problem but I think it's like 17 years again it works for some people, but it's just interesting to me that that's that was in the conversation and it was all about like women against women. And they talk a lot about like using their age as an insult to them, which is another one of my major issues with it. They'll say like, I'm a 34 year old single woman. And again, you guys know I love the show. I'm obsessed with it, but I'm so glad that we've moved on from that. And I recorded the live show this morning and um, one of the lovely callers called in and said, thanks for really just making this a pillar of your content of there is no timeline because there isn't like, how did that serve them? Like, how did that serve any of the women? Like Charlotte drives herself fucking crazy with the, I'm a 34 year old single woman. Like I'm a 34, like, okay. And, and so what? Like, that's not your defining feature. Your defining features are like, who you are as a friend, like how you show up for your job, like how you show up for the people you care about. Like, are you happy? Like none of them ever talk about being happy. They just talk so much about are they attached and then their age. So I really don't like that episode. I don't like how they pit the women against each other because it's scarcity mindset. Like instead they should just like be friends and there's a little bit more of the age stuff with Samantha she has one episode where she I think it might actually be the same episode where she like thinks she's going through menopause and she's freaked out because she's not you know she's not with her she's a little bit older than the rest of the girls but to her credit she doesn't even speak badly about her age there which I do like like she doesn't say fuck I'm getting old she just feels like sad because she's gonna kind of miss her period which is you know, it's just a weird relationship that women have with our bodies. But I like that Samantha doesn't talk shit on herself for aging. She's just like freaked out by the change, which carries with her character that checks, right? Because she's just, I think there's another moment in the show where she goes, I'm 50 fucking fabulous. Maybe that's even in the movie. She's more proud. And I do think that we have to start to remove the stigma of aging. And like, because 99% of the time it's women judging other women for aging right so yes we have pressures to look good yes it's harder for us to look the same as we get older but I I really do think we have to remove the stigma and part of the way we do that is like remove the stigma of like the timeline like the timeline but yeah they talk about 30s a lot as like an insult in the show so I'm going to put that in the untrue and outdated bucket Okay, a light one for you. I'm kind of going serious, light, serious, light. There's an anal episode where I think Charlotte, the guy, wants to do anal with her. Um, 
or is it Miranda? Wow, I'm blanking. But they get all in the back of the cab. It's a really early episode and they're like talking about it. And it's such a funny thing because I feel now that butt play is far more spoken about. And I feel like far more, uh, there's a lot of exploration and people are just more sex positive. Not that they're not sex positive because obviously for the time it was such an, a watershed show and it was a watershed that they were t- take t- uh, talking about anal on a, on a TV show, especially like a women's interest TV show. So I think that I'm putting that in the like gently outdated bucket because now people are just more like, you can explore like sexuality is fluid like you can experiment you can try things that you like as long as you feel safe and comfortable with your partner so that one was very very funny and interesting too but I just like I don't think that now if if one of my friends was going to do anal like I don't think that they would even like tell us in advance like I don't I don't don't think that it would it would require a summit so to speak do you know what I mean I think that if if one of my friends was going to do a threesome, like, and they were thinking it, mulling it over, I think then they'd say, hey, like, let's get cocktails. I want to talk about this. But, you know, no, I, I don't, I think, you know, people, people are, are butt positive and butt, and, and butt, uh, explorative now. Um, okay, here's a funny one. Uh, and, and at the time, I remember watching this episode and thinking that would never be me. I, w- I remember thinking that is so like risque. I'm referring to the episode where Samantha is having sex with a guy and she's like, I've already had sex with this guy before because she forgot because it was so many years before. Now, I have never forgotten someone that I've slept with uh, because I keep a list, as we know. I'll get to that in a second. Not, it's not a long list, but it's actually, you know what? I, I take that back. I'm removing judgment from my list because I think body count is the stupidest fucking thing on the planet. It's about how you feel. Anyway, I remember thinking, how could you ever forget who you've dated? Now, keep in mind at the time of me watching this for the first time, I was 16 and fully convinced that I was going to get married when I was 24. Fully, fully convinced. I thought I'd have one boyfriend in college and then one boyfriend after and we'd get married when we were 24 and move to New York City and I'd, I'd work for a magazine and I'd be just like Carrie, except for married. Ha ha ha. Let's, we all know how that worked out. And I'm, and I'm glad because of it. Um, but I've definitely seen a guy like on a dating app and been like, huh, he looks familiar. And then I'm like, oh my God, I went out with him. Like not fully out, out, but like on a drinks or something, or I'll forget a guy's name that I saw for a couple weeks in New York. And you just never think that that's going to happen to you. But if you've been dating since you're whatever in college and you've gone through, I think, especially periods of being single in a big city like L.A. or New York or Miami or San Francisco or, you know, Dallas, whatever these cities like you go on a lot of dates and sometimes you forget. So. I'm going to keep that in the true bucket, uh, but not with sex. Hopefully you remember everybody you have sex with. In fact, you definitely should. Okay. Um, there's an episode where Charlotte is convinced that married people are the key to being set up. So she asks all her married friends to set her up. Now, I actually disagree with this one, and I think it's untrue because I love my married friends. I love them to bits. I do feel that when you get married and you've been married for a long time, you kind of lose touch with like what it's like to be single. 
I did a TikTok skit about this where I was like, have you ever asked a married person for dating advice? They're like, oh, like, just get out there. Just try your best. You know, whatever. Obviously poking a little fun. It all in all in love. Um, but I also think that unless they're a setter upper, like I'm a setter upper, I always have been, I always will be. Like I think even if I even when I find my partner, I'll be really obsessed with setting people up, but I'm pretty good at it. Got a couple marriages under my belt. No big deal. Obviously not for me, other people that have set up. And then in the end of the episode, the it turns out that the guy that the married person was gonna set Charlotte up with he he just wants to fuck charlotte which is obviously not the ending that she hoped for but i think that you know just because you admire your friend's relationship it doesn't necessarily mean that they're gonna have like another one of them spare in the closet you know what i mean okay finally i want to talk about the list so there's a couple times when they when the women they try to count like how many people they've dated and or sorry they've slept with and so obviously Samantha has slept with a lot and Miranda feels like she slept with like 50 or something now I really don't like the term body count. I don't like when people ask each other, what's your body count? I don't I don't like when people say even, you know, how many people have you slept with? Like if you are falling in love with someone and they really want to know and you're kind of like in that zone where you're talking about sex and past relationships and you feel like offering it up, that's fine. I don't think it's anybody's business but your own. And I'm really, really like really feel strongly about that. The reason being, I think that there's so much shame for women that's still internalized about sex. Like we've made strides, but we're not there yet. And I think that the, you know, body count for men is like a boastful thing. And for women, it's like a shame thing. And that double standard is still raging. It's still raging. Now on the show, they're not embarrassed by how many people I think maybe Miranda is a little bit because she's like kind of swapping her number with Steve and Steve's like, well, I'm a bartender, like I have a lot of sex, whatever. And it's not necessarily a shameful thing. But I think that, um, you know, I think it's good to keep a list for your own. Just I like to keep a list just on my phone, whatever. Um, but I just I think we can push it forward even more and take what Sex and the City started and, and really live it in our own lives and not be embarrassed. Like Samantha's not embarrassed and, and not to say that we all have to have sex lives like Samantha, but I just think that, you know, keeping a list for yourself, it's kind of honestly, it's a nice way to look back and think like, okay, like who have I, who have I been with? Like, it's a nice way to keep track of things, but there shouldn't be any shame around it. As long as you were safe and you felt good about it, because as you know, my most important thing for you guys is you have sex when you feel like it, not because you're feeling pressured by a guy you're dating, not because you feel like you have to have sex, not like because, okay, well, I've been on eight dates, so it's time now, not because, okay, I want to make this guy my boyfriend. The only time you have sex is when you feel good and ready and you feel safe and comfortable with someone. And that's all there is to it. So the women don't keep lists. I say keep a list, but we can we can take a page out of Samantha's book and only have sex when we want to, which honestly all the women do too. It's it is a sex positive show, and so I'm ending on that nice note, which is like these writers uh, who wrote this show they laid the groundwork. So even though there are some outdated things, some of them ring, ring true. Um, and I'm gonna continue to rewatch it and do my funny polls. We didn't even talk about peeing. More on that later. Um, okay, you guys. That was a fun episode. I love you so much. I will be back next week. Oh my God, it's my birthday. I have a fun episode planned for my birthday. I think you guys, I hope you like it. Okay, have a safe and wonderful weekend. Go watch some Sex and the City. I love you. 
Bye. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Have you heard about Roback Activewear? Well, let me introduce you. You may have seen that subtle dog logo on your man's polos, hoodies, or Q-zips, but now Roback is growing their women's line. They strive for the best fit and best feel. I am so glad that Roback is now doing women's wear as well because they really have it down when it comes to super soft athletic wear that is just the cutest ever and so, so, so comfortable. You know me. I'm all about comfort. I'm all about feeling cozy while on the go, and I am always on the go. So go Roback. We love that you're in women's wear now. It's 2024. The spring's coming, and ladies, it's time to check out Roback for yourself. So use the code TINKS on Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order for all hoodies, joggers, skorts, and more. That's spelled R. H-O-B-A-C-K dot com. That's 20% off with the code TINKS.